There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Forever. Dog. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. My oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Please welcome to the stage Las Culturistas, Bowen Yang, and special guest host Joel Kim Booster. Oh my goodness. Hello. Keep it going for Brian Brian. with that incredible. Give it up. Did you did you hear the little he gave it a little spice? Mm. A little little rolled R. A little bit of a rolled R. Well, first of all, we should say ding dong. Last Last culturist is calling. I know. Listen, I'm a guest in your house and I didn't even do it correctly up top. I ruined it. I didn't give you the tour. I didn't give you the tour of the house. That's true. It's partially your fault. How are we doing, everybody? Are we good? How's it going? Oh, my God. Bone and I truly, literally moments ago stepped out of the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just saw Avengers Endgame. Avengers. Wow. I mean, I (laughs) cried three times. I cried several times. Now, do you guys, you guys don't care if we spoil the whole thing, right? From top to to bottom, we're going to spoil the whole thing. You see Chris Evans' full asshole. Um, Yeah. You see everything. So now you guys want to go. Now you guys want to go. And then you do see... You do see Thanos' taint. 
And that's actually like a, a nice, like kind of like smash cut that they do. Yeah, and it, it's sort of beautiful because Josh Brolin went in there and mm-hmm. he did the whole green. They put the little balls on his own on tank. His tank. You know those little white balls yes. where they motion capture, and it's actually Josh Brolin's motion capture taint. Um, yes, on it. And then, and this is a little Easter egg. The, you know that little ridge um, on a scrotum? But the frenulum, I think it's called? Is that, oh, there's a name for that? I thought so. For a is while, it, I thought I was... Any gonna, doctors, any, any experts? No? Any anatomy experts? What is it called? Oh, wait, you, what is the frenulum then? Oh, that's oh. right. It's on my penis. It's um, on your penis. It's on my penis. But I thought for the longest time I was the only person in the world who had a ridge. The the line like down the axis of your testicles. Got it. Do you know what I'm oh, talking like about? Oh, like the seam. The seam. Thank you. It's where God sewed your sack. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh, we got one. We got two. And then <laughs> I thought it was scarring. I thought it, I thought it, I thought I bled as a when I came out the womb or something and, and, and like a sneaky doctor sutured me back together, sutured my ball sack back together. Yeah. And, and in a way, anybody. God is our doctor. Yes. Uh, our first doctor. Ooh, and in a way, if you have a phallus, if you have a scrotum, that is God sewing, sewing it onto you, suturing it onto you. I don't know where I'm going with I this. don't know either, Bowen, but oh my God. it's your show and I thought I'd show. let you talk. Um, it's I'm, really, it's so great to be back here. I have to say, I know that, listen, I know that about half of you don't give a shit about the Marvel movies, but I was truly moved. I thought it was incredible. Um, it is, I think on the first time I ever appeared on this show, I talked about how comic books were very formative yes. for me growing up. I owned thousands of them. I spent my entire life reading them. And this was the closest experience, I think, <gasps> to reading an actual comic book wow. after years. Because I'm like a real continuity nerd. And the fact that they've been doing this for 10 years mm-hmm. is insane. Truly. And it's actually, actually, now that I'm talking about it, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> I am. Because the fact is, is the only reason they were able to do this is because Disney owns everything. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone, someone just gasped. Gasp and it's like, I'm so grade. thankful that we have these movies. And now I want Elizabeth Warren to come in and break them up. Ah! Break Disney Yes. No free, monopolies. Free public college and break up the MCU. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up this statistic, but Google it. But like Disney now owns like what is it, like 70% of the box office? It's something truly insane. It's more than half the box office, for sure. And that's scary, I think. That, that should be scary. scary to us as uh, a, a community of artists. And I think, <laughs> um, you know, no matter, as much as I'm so glad that they could get Natalie Portman in for a day shoot to mm-hmm. reprise her role in this film, it's like, I, it's not worth it, you no. know? Um, yeah. It's not worth where we're headed. I think it's bad. I think it's really bad. There was one little flourish of like of gay sort of tittering of like, oh my god, it's Natalie Portman, and then it fully subsided oh, yeah, within yeah, a second. Yeah. Didn't care. Didn't Anytime care. Anytime she comes on screen, though, it is like a shot, like an mm-hmm. adrenaline shot. I'm like, give her an Oscar. <laughs> I didn't see Jackie. Now, did she deserve the I Oscar? Love, she did deserve the Oscar for Jackie. Over Justice Emma. for Jackie. I am one of those people who is a wow. justice for Jackie's uh, truther. Um, <laughs> um, I can't. It's not. I can't wait until we're like in our nineties and we get to see Chasen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who would play? Ch- ch- who would play Chase? Well, we don't know who it's going to be. Yet. I think. Um, no, I think it'll be like Lucas Hedges. Oh yeah. No, 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 because. I found out Chasen is ni- 29. 29. You were going to say 92. <laughs> 92. 29, and it shows. It shows. I thought he was much older. 
No, to me, like, his soul is zygotic. Oh, it's like God, 12. Yeah. He's 12 years old inside. Listen, I don't want to get too much into politics because that's not what this is about, no. but we cannot have a Disney gay in the White House. We can't have no. it. And I know that I'm speaking in Matt's house right now. Um, we like, can't truly, have a Disney like, gay. Sacri- we- like, pissing on his altar right now, but right. it is just like, we can't have it. We can't have someone who's a, who identifies as a Hufflepuff in the White House. Um <laughs> That's it. That's it. Just can't let that. Can't have a Charlotte in the White House. (laughs) Can't have a Charlotte in the White House. No. The the equivalent. Wait, so what do you think of Austin, Bowen? I love Austin. Austin's great. Someone's waving their hands. Um, Austin's wonderful. Um, Oh, I do. I do want to talk about this man who we saw yesterday at Rain on Fourth. Oh my God! So there was a, there was a anybody sp- heard of Rain on Fourth and Gay Club? It's wonderful. Okay, you're feeling a lot more enthusiasm for it than I did. It was lovely. Um, there was a stripping competition where anyone could sign up and strip, but the hosts were a drag queen named Sable who was wonderful, and yeah. then like a, the the club promoter, I guess, and he kept doing he kept well, doing the hook'em horns, like kept doing this when he was bringing people up. First of all, I should we should know just to paint the picture for you a little bit. He had a face mic, like a Britney Spears face yeah. mic, and everyone else was using hand mics, and it was so strange. I like the whole it it, it like really posed a question that was never answered, which was why? Why? You know. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't, wasn't holding anything else. With no, other he wasn't. There was truly, he didn't need his hands free except yeah. to do the horns. <laughs> Is this hook'em horns? Is this hook'em horns? Yeah, 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 he kept doing this. And it was unlike, it was an archetype I had never seen in a gay bar yeah. hosting a show before. It's something I think only could exist in Texas. Um, <laughs> It was so strange. It was so strange. Um, but shout out to Brad, who won, who is a fan Brad. of this podcast. Yeah, right? Brad won. He deserved the win. And then as soon he came up to us before he went on, and he was like, hey, I'm a big fan. And then he went on and won. And then we tried to say hi to him afterwards, and he won, and he ignored, ignored us. Ignored us. Um, and we're like, oh, you win one amateur strip contest, and now you think you're bigger than us, Brad? <laughs> You're better than a podcast. <laughs> How dare you? Um, Austin oh um, is great. I love. This is the second time I've been to Austin, but the first time I've been not during South by, and so therefore feel like this is the first time I've been in yeah. Austin um, because that is a bobo sort of sideways reality, Austin, and right. I didn't appreciate it at all. Yeah. Um, but you guys seem chill. Um, yes. What are the big, what are the big differences that you're clocking? Well, I would just say like because the the problem with South by as a comedian is they plan the comedy week the same week as the, like, innovators. the innovators, yeah. which is like all the tech bros, and like they're they're just like constantly like trying to sell you on VR or give you like a little cube of gum that's like this is five coffees in one piece of gum, and it's like nobody asked, you know, like <laughs> what problem are you solving with this? <laughs> this is not gonna take off like it, it like it's just crazy like every street corner during that week felt like a fucking mini shark tank um because uh-huh. everyone is just trying to sell you on some new product that they've brought to the fucking festival and right. it's so obnoxious the streets are closed down everyone is like oh the, the ever there's like new hats that are created every year at the festival i feel mm. like that then germinate across the country mm-hmm. um it's bad it's yeah bad. everyone looks like a heim sister it's not fun <laughs> Wow. Okay, yeah, that's, that sounds miserable. That sounds, miserable. That sounds rough. This has been great so far. I did last night um, open for Nicole. Right. And there was a man. I love that Nicole is now, at least in this circle, a, a one name. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. a one name. You don't know which Nicole I was talking about. I opened for Nicole Richie last night. <laughs> She's doing comedy now. 
Um, and there was a man in the front row who may have been gay, may have been attractive, may have been British, <laughs> mm-hmm. and may have been into me. And I said as much on my Instagram story, and within three minutes he messaged and wow. said, that was me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? What did they say? No, they just said yes. Oh, um, yes. They, like, literally involuntarily uh, were like, yes! Um, <laughs> Uh, And that's exactly how I felt. And Uh we DM'd the whole night through. What's the plan? What's the plan? Um, The whole plan is a loose hangout. Um, Yeah, yeah, it'll be loose eventually. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) In front of a live studio audience. Um, No, um, he's on a tour of the worst places in America. Now wait. 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 Wait, not Wait, here. That, this was a detour because he wanted to see me and Nicole perform. Um, he was in a place called Beaumont before. Um, <laughs> I knew what I was doing the whole time. Uh, um, but no, yeah, he's been traveling like the quote unquote, like he's like, I, I love a, a sad strip mall or a casino. And so he's been going to cities with that. And I called him a cultural masochist. masochist yes. Um, <laughs> And then he's now, this is where he's, they're ending the trip. Um, oh, that's nice. This is a good special. Yeah, with Austin, and he, he likes it. Right. That, that worries me. That's a red flag that he's ironically going to these places. Because it's like when you want to, like, it's like when you get your friends together, you're like, let's go to Chili's, let's go to Applebee's. Wouldn't that be so funny? And it, it never, yeah. ever, 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 ever is as funny as you think no, it is. No, it never... And actually, I am, I am that person. I, in fact, I feel like I forced you to go... Wait, let's... Every time we've seen a Star Wars movie, I force you... What's that restaurant that we... Oh, um, Outback. Outback Steakhouse. But I... Do people know... People who've been to Denver know what Casa Bonita is? Oh, yeah. I told Joe to go to Casa Bonita when he was in Denver as a joke. Because it's like a joke. It's... It's Mexican Disneyland. That's what they call it. And then you went and you hated it. You you didn't understand. You like you didn't understand what was worthwhile about suffering through it, right? No, I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. Um. And wait. Oh, then we're not gonna talk about it. We're gonna cut this out. What, no, no, no. no. You can talk. You can talk about it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stop it. Don't. I, Stop. <laughs> I don't like this side of you that you like the attention. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, no. This is our house. Uh, we got it. We'll, we'll move on. But I did want to talk a little bit more. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't I want to talk a little bit more started. about these restaurants because wait, I do make you go to, to uh, Outback, Outback, and it's been awful every it's single awful. time. Um, I made uh, a lot of people go to the Olive Garden in Times Square. Um, always Never worthwhile. I made Anna Dresden go with me to um, a Texas roadhouse in Baltimore that made me so sick. I was sick for three months and lost seven pounds. Um, yeah. So thank you. Um, thank that's you, your state. Your state. I mean, it was a Texas roadhouse in Baltimore, and I did get fish. Um, <laughs> so I feel like in many ways that is my own fault. Um, sure. Well, you lost seven pounds. Okay, but yeah, well, that sounds crazy that you're going to all these places, but I'm. But at least you're here. I want. I did want to like. I didn't like send him any gross pictures. No. You know, um, and I was going to talk about how proud of it I was of myself for that. Um, yeah. Great. And I was going to say a, a lot of other like wonderful things about how your book sounded. Um, but oh. now you don't get any of that um, because you showed up. Um, but you get that in private. You get that in private. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? We haven't seen each other in a while. I know. Actually, that's false. That's we saw false. each other last week. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, <laughs> 
But a week apart from you is a long time. Um, I couldn't even get through the sentence convincingly. Um, <laughs> no, but it feels great. like you you and I are the ones who pick up right where we leave off. It's true. I saw him triumphantly after. Did you guys see the actress on SNL, the digital short with Emma Stone? Um, a Bowen Yang Ridge. Talk about that. Talk about Emma a little bit. Emma. I think people want to know while it's fresh in your mind. Emma's wonderful. We um, forgive her. We forgive her. We heard the apology at the Golden Globes and we said, yes, yes, we hear you and we accept. This was the platform we needed from you. Off camera, screaming on uh. mic. Um, no, she was great. She was so, so, so wonderful the entire time. Our guest um, worked with her as well. Yeah. He can tell um, us more about her later. I, I, I think she's great. I, yeah. There were multiple times... She literally was like, she came up to me and Julio, who, 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 wrote, who wrote it with me. She goes, okay, so do you guys want me to cry in this? We were like, oh, yeah. Like, for this take, yeah, cry. She's, she goes, okay. And then they're about to call action. And she goes, sorry, sorry, I just need a couple minutes. Was so nice about it. Was not like, wait, 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 wait. She was just like, uh, actually, I need like one more second. And she's just like pacing. And then she does the take and it's perfect and her eyes are welling up and she's fully giving you that performance. And then... Meisner, yeah. Meisner. Uh-huh. And then afterwards she comes up to me and I was like, oh, I, I made some offhand remark about menthol sticks. I was like, you don't need a menthol stick. And she goes, um, my memories are my menthol stick. <laughs> very like, very jokingly. Like she was, okay, it, thank it was, God. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. wasn't being serious. No, if no, it, no. If it's a self-aware joke, then that's funny. She if was very not, self-aware about she's it. a monster. No, uh, no, no. But... I was like, what have you been through? That's wild. She grew up in Arizona. I feel like <laughs> that's enough, you know? Enough. Um, it's the worst place in the worst America. Place in the world. Um, I will say in college, <laughs> they did, they taught us in our your freshman year of theater school where I went, acting school, you had to, one of the things that you had to do in order to move on was cry. That's um, insane. And, but they, the, 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 the method that they taught us is very actually like sort of, I think it's a way everybody can do it. I'll teach you guys now uh, how to cry, which is they just teach you Fast breathing. to get here and then you just pick a vowel in a line and ah! <laughs> it works! <laughs> yeah, everyone uh, who's listening at home, I absolutely cried. Um, no, it was the dumbest and most humiliating experience. Um, everyone had to do the Emily monologue from Our Town at the end of um, our second acting class and had to cry in that monologue and had to not only cry, but they wanted, they didn't want you to, because there were, there, there was always a girl whose memories are her, their menthol sticks. Okay? Yeah, oh, there's there always an Emma. always a girl like that. And yeah. God bless them. We need them. We need our Emma Stones. But they did, they were like, no, 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 it's cheating. We want to see the work of like truly making yourself puke um, <sighs> to cry and like no. trick your body. Because like our teachers were like, this is the physical response that your body does when it cries and so it's reverse engineering if you're if you're heaving like that and breathing then your body will be like oh we should be crying and start crying and um it doesn't work it doesn't work. <laughs> fully doesn't work um but basically every time i would like she did so she did all these takes and every time we would turn to each other and be like she's incredible and thought not that i ever disputed it before but i was like she absolutely deserved that oscar over natalie and jackie no okay <laughs> No, I don't think so. Actually, I was. I think Emma is like Sandra Bullock, someone who 
deserves the Oscar, but not for the role. Oh, um, she deserved it for the favorite. Yeah, for, she deserved well. it for the favorite, and we knew. And and Sandra deserved it for Gravity, and we did not. And we did not. And in fact, the the Academy always knows. Okay, um, so trust the Academy. When we yes, we were mad at Blindside, but we didn't know, you know. Um, <laughs> and they did, and that's what's important. Put your trust in the Academy. Yes, above it. The above Academy <laughs> unerring, unerring the Academy. Yeah. Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> Um, okay, what else? I think it's time to bring on our guest. Oh, do we have to? I think we have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love him. Um, Wait, before we bring him on, I wanted to say yesterday, because we're about just to get into it before we get into his credits. Yes. I have to say this man is such a fucking renaissance man and is so good. It's it's actually unfair that he's good at everything. Yes. I think of him as a prolific stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded our half hours together in the same chunk uh, in New Orleans. And so in my mind, he's always been this stand-up. And so yesterday we were chatting and I was like, oh, do you know Bowen? Have you ever met Bowen? <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. We're co-workers. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's right. You're also on the biggest fucking show in comedy right And he's now. also, um, like, been in, in, like, a comedic milestone of a movie that has recently, like... It may, had a resurgence. Had a yeah. resurgence. On Twitter. Thank God We should it. talk to him about that. Um, that is Meet Joe Black, of course. Meet so we're Joe talking Black. about... Um, the scene where Brad, where Brad Pitt gets hit <laughs> by Chris Red is in Meet Joe car. Black. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Popstar. Um, he was in Popstar. He, like I said, he's on SNL. He recorded a Comedy Central half hour. I think... And this is sort of the mythology of his career, by the way. I, We'll ask him if this is true or not. I believe he's the first person in history to ever put Saturday Night Live in second position, which is industry speak for if you have two jobs, one of them is like the second choice. (laughs) Um, And I believe... That Chuck Lorre and this is all the mythology. Come on, so all of it. It's, he can deny it's, any it's of it. It's Chuck Lorre and Chris Redd. Uh, Chuck Lorre <laughs> and Lauren Michaels had a phone conversation where they fought over him. Um, so two of the most powerful white Wait, men this is real? in the industry. Yeah, because of Disjointed, his right. Netflix sitcom that he's also a star of, um, and somehow he's the nicest person. The I've nicest ever met Prince Angel of a in man in this industry. Um, he is a titan. He is a king. Um, please. Give it up for, for Chris, Chris Red. Fuck everybody in here. <laughs> now you can you can speak on you can speak on the validity of any of those statements, or you can Ooh, choose to remain silent yeah. and let the mythology sort of germinate and mm, spread and, mm. and become. I'm trying to see what's the most powerful position to take. <laughs> Um, no, that was that was a very stressful situation. Uh, I didn't but, know yeah, about there, this. There, there was there, it was it was some like yeah, it was some back and forth because I was on a show. Yes, and uh, and but but Lauren kept called me. He was like, "You want the job?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, don't worry about the other thing." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and when white men say that to you, you're like, "Oh, some shit's about to happen." Yeah. <laughs> you that know, shit happened. I mean, uh, those two yeah. men though are. Two of the oh, most amazing. powerful men I love, in I love the Chuck. industry right now. Yeah, I fuck with I fuck with Chuck Heavy. I fuck with Lauren. So, I mean, it was just it just worked. It ended up working out. But I was stressed out for three weeks. I want to write work. a play about that phone conversation. Yes, <laughs> truly, it's gonna be my Frost Nixon. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> it's Chuck Lorre and Lauren Michaels fighting over Chris Red. Um, By the way, that was the most accurate piece of information that someone has said um, that I didn't. 
directly tell them. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> like it was, I was like, oh shit, he knows my secrets. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I know it all, bitch. Um, <laughs> because your 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 career, Chris. Uh, this is another like industry, like sort of insidery thing. Is you were announced as a cast member on SNL when you weren't the in a, season a cast before. Yeah, yeah, the season before uh, when when Mikey moved up and, uh, and Alex, and and Alex got hired and uh, Melissa got hired. I, there was a article from a blogger who will remain, remain nameless only because I don't want to give him no clout. Yeah, no, he, he a bitch yeah, though. Uh, <laughs> he know it uh, But he like released this So basically I was like Leaving 30 Rock Onto the plane Go back to LA To just, uh, keep filming this joining And while I'm sitting on a plane Next to Melissa uh, This dude puts out a blog That says I got the job And I've gotten jobs before That's not how it works yeah. You don't find out on Facebook When your friends are sharing You usually get a call beforehand And so I was like What? What is happening? So I'm texting my I'm texting my people and they're, and they're like, no, we haven't got a call. So it's just like shit. And all of Chicago comedy is going crazy. Yeah. Like Chicago in general, like it's, it's blowing up. We're taking off. I'm sitting next to Melissa. She's not involved in this article. It's only about me and Mikey Day. And so I'm like, hey, how, how's your day going? You know, I'm trying not to say nothing to, to her and uh, knowing that she's seeing this. And I'm just sitting there awkward as shit. I'm like, and then, the, then they, they didn't have any internet. Uh, on that flight, oh, I was losing my fucking mind, bro. And, and so then, by the time I landed, it had went viral in our world. And uh, and I called my people, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" And they were like, um, oh, "I think it's just a mistake. I, I think you still you you still have a good shot, but you know, like Lauren's very touchy about shit like that. And I, and I don't know, you know, I don't know why it didn't happen the way it happened, but." It, it it ended up that Melissa got the job, and of course, I mean y'all saw how it fucking played out. But uh, <laughs> I didn't, and so it, that was crazy to, because I couldn't like tell everybody like, hey y'all, I don't have it because yeah. that's not how it works. Because if you ever address it, then it it, it hurts your chances of getting right, the show. Right, right, right. So you could just kind of leave it alone. And so I'm just sitting there and just watching people think I have this job. And then, uh, then oh. the season started. Like, what, what episode you gonna be on? I'm like, I'm not, nigga. You ain't even, uh. see, you ain't see me in the opening credits, did you? God, that is a nightmare. It, it was definitely. Is yeah, this was, was this is SNL sort of was that always the goal for you? Was that like the job for you for a long time? I think doing. I like sketch, so I like like doing sketches. Is, is I, I like in living color. Like SNL was dope, but it was also like there was just. More black people on other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, but I did love Chris and Eddie in it. So, so it wasn't something I thought I wanted, especially coming up in Chicago uh, comedy in like in like Second City. They they like shoved down your throat. Like if you don't go to SNL, you won't be shit. And so, I'm a rebel by nature. So I was like, fuck that. But then when he offered the job, I was like, oh, um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> when you get the call, yeah, you gotta answer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even at the audition, walking through the halls, I'm like, I guess I would kind of want this. Like, this would be dope. I'm not done with sketch, so I would love to like be here and like figure out what it is, right? You know, at least at least figure out if I'm good at the at the show because you gotta be, you know, you know how it is. You gotta be like decent at it, right? Well, to, the thing about the building is it is this thing where you walk the hallways and you look around and there's photos of all this shit and you're like, oh, okay. 
I guess this is an, an important place. And this is not like, this is not like commenting on like for better or for worse, like what it is. This is just what it is, is you're in that building and it's a constant reminder of yeah. what the show is to it's people. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing because you have yeah. your ups and downs and it, it does become like just a work place like yeah. just like any other place that, that anybody in here will work at but then i every week i have a moment where i'm like oh nigga where are you, you know? <laughs> this is fucking dope you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. so the, as, as long as i'm still feeling that i think I'll, I'll be good i have never had an interest in sketch i took two ucb sketch classes uh, one of which where i wrote a sketch where a man fucks a bird um <laughs> dope. That's and dope. that's the only that sketch go. i have ever written and have no ability to do like sketch acting either like but when i was visiting you at work when i was uh -huh. there to see the show just like even i was like oh my god like it is like such a weird like it's a tangible energy in the air of mm -hmm. you're like this is there's so much history like mm -hmm. comedy history attached yeah. to this place yeah. that it's intoxicating oh <laughs> oh intoxicating uh, Joel, you you wrote a sketch once, and I think it was you and Aaron Jackson just writing it within 20 minutes. It yeah. was a gay PSA about things that um, straight people can't say anymore. Yeah. Where, but no, but it was just like, it was a full-on joke. It was just like, the, uh, straight people can't eat grapes there, anymore. I it's a very good grape grape Oh, I've been fucking up, bro. <laughs> we knew we were successful. I love grapes. <laughs> Well, can I? I'm gonna just. I'm gonna fully drag her because what either of us have to lose. But um, this was supposed to be a funnier die sketch with Lena Dunham, in which she canceled three times. Um, oh no! And she somehow had the flu every time. Uh, um, hey. But the weird thing with her is, I kind of believe that she could have gotten the flu yeah. three times in one year. Like that totally. just seems like something that is possible for her life. But then we were like, it was like sort of like we we couldn't do push the shoot again, or we were there. Everyone was there. The crew was there, and so oh, they were like, "Do you want to?" just shoot something else and it was me and Aaron we we're like yeah I guess we will and so we just sort of wrote with Lang and Kingsley and improvised slash improvised this thing about like uh, gay appropriation like appropriating gay culture and we knew we were successful because if you go and look at the YouTube comments for it it has pissed off literally everyone on the left and everyone on the right. No one knows who it's supposed to be making fun of. Um, it that is 100% nonsense. And yeah. it truly, I watched it sometimes and I'm like, what is the POV here? Um, but the POV that, is unity, man. It, yes. It's like just like... Uh, we, and, like, there are weird jokes in it that truly, uh, looking back, I was like, are we high? Because Aaron's maybe, like, a full <laughs> foot taller than me. Yes. But I said, I was like, on the day of shooting, it's just us standing in front of a green screen. And I was like, I should stand on an Apple box so that it looks like I'm the same height as Aaron. <laughs> and they were like, sure. And they're like, who's that funny for? And I was like, people who know that Aaron's taller than me. Uh, <laughs> who's that funny for <laughs> is the best question I've ever heard in my life. Like... Who, Who is that I, I, funny I just, for? If I get heckled, <laughs> I want that to be my heckle of a new joke. I'm like, I'm trying a new joke. Like, hey, who's that funny for? <laughs> You're like, you right, sir. You damn right. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. What a beautiful philosophical guide. <laughs> I know you've been asked this before, but when what started for stand-up or, or sketch for you? Uh, I started at the same time. I got I was better at improv and sketch first because stand up is harder for mm -hmm. what I was trying to do with it. That's right. You uh, suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we come from like, Chicago's such a like uh you either do improv or you do stand up, but you don't do both, brother. Yeah. Like 
like especially on the south side, and like this, people told me not to do that, and they and they said like, oh, you going you going you fucking yourself up. And then when I started getting jobs, they were like, hey, what class did you take? Uh, <laughs> so I'm a pioneer. Is what that story is about. You really bridged the wow. gap. You are sort of <laughs> the baby that was birthed out of both communities and, and were wow. held up, and they were like, we are joined now. Yeah, uh, they they kept picking me up. I was grown at the time. I don't know why they kept doing that. Don't grown man, don't Simba a grown man. That's stupid. <laughs> Simba me, man. I'm a... <laughs> I, I feel like people should just do one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I feel, you know what? Hot takes. Hot takes. I, there are only, I can say with confidence, there, there are go. only 10 people in my mind, Chris being chief among them, who I think of as being really great. Full triple threats, yeah. sketch, improv. I, I, thank you for that. I mean, I'm always constantly think, thinking something slack and always trying to like make sure I'm keeping up with all of it. And and I, I also do think that they're all, if you're going to do them all, you have to go hard at it. And it's, and you have to be, if you're not tired, you're slacking somewhere because uh, oh you're, you're holding up three careers at one time. You know, oh my right? God, the gig economy, am I right? Wow. Um, the Jugged millennial me. condition. Uh-huh. I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> Somebody that, do my laundry. <laughs> that is that. I still think about that fucking article in BuzzFeed. Yo, I think about that article so. Do you know much. what I'm talking about? Yeah, where they where they were like, "This is why you, you, you're not lazy. You have a condition." Yes, you've yes. been you've inherited a trauma from the last generation that promised you a false thing. Yeah, and now and now every time you want to do your dishes, you're like, "But what about Earth dying?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you just don't do your dishes. <laughs> but the Earth's still dying, though, bro. What are we to do? The thing, well, like that article ended on there is no answer. Yeah, it's like I've never seen a more grim article than like, yeah, all this shit, and also nothing you can do to fix it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, thanks, man. Who wrote that article? Is this like sociologist? This for BuzzFeed? Yeah, <laughs> a BuzzFeed sociologist. They probably yeah. keep him in a basement. <laughs> like, go ahead, Eric. It's your time. Unchain her. <laughs> Let her speak. I have thoughts. Eric, the female sociologist. <laughs> let her do it. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. Um, <laughs> Gender is a construct. Um, I, no, I don't know. But then the thing is also like, oh, but as long as you have an awareness of the parameters, then that helps. But I don't think that's true. I don't know if that's true. Because now I'm just lazier. Yeah, I feel like you gave me a reason to give myself a reason not to do the dishes scientifically. Yeah. So now I'm just like, dog, my crib looks crazy. No, I'm saying. <laughs> That's why it's insane to me that people in our generation are having kids, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's, like, half of us are, like, can't do the fucking dishes, and the other half are like, yeah, let's make another one. And it's just crazy to me. I'm so glad that I have no inkling to have children. I also feel very nihilistic about the future of this planet, and I want to die by 60. Um, <laughs> like, I'm so mad that I quit smoking. I really am. I, like, because, listen, smoke Smoking is the coolest thing you can do. Yeah. Um, it is. It looks so cool. It looks cool, cool as really shit. Really it doesn't cool. smell so as cool, cool as it looks, yeah. though. It looks I will so say. cool. Yeah. I would give up two th- pinkies <laughs> to be able smoke. to smoke again and not have it, like, truly, like, make me feel awful on the inside out. And I would. I would. I would go. I would be, look, I would look like a freak to not, to be able to smoke. Because I think 
Smoking would even it out. Like That's I think wild. it was freak. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I wouldn't have pinkies, but I have a cigarette <laughs> in my hand. I wouldn't give up at my all pinkies. Times. I couldn't give up my pinkies, bro. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details hey i'm matt rogers from las culturistas and i'm bowen yang did you know small businesses make up 99.9 percent of all businesses in the u.s the world is powerful by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so 
you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. I couldn't, I can't smoke because like I'm, I'm like scarred from my uncle. Uh, he passed like when I was like young, but he's my favorite uncle. Uh, but then he got like throat cancer, right? And he's had that little thing in his neck. And so he used to, but he was a hood dude. So he used to fuck with us all the time. He's like, <laughs> you should never smoke. You know why? And then like shit would spill out of his neck. No! Yeah, and then he would like smoke out of the hole. Like, you want to be me? And I'm like, ah! And again, he looked so cool doing it. <laughs> he looked cool as shit, man. He had gold rims on his wheelchair. Yeah. It was crazy. Listen, I want you to live. I, I also feel like... I'm with Matt. Like you should stop smoking, Bowen. Yeah, but yeah. Also, oh, you still maybe smoke? Don't like. Every now and then. He's a he's a he's an every now and againer. I can't oh, take that leap. Otherwise, I would go full tilt. I was just yeah. a pack a day for like a couple years. A pack a day. Yeah, I got some friends who are, who are like have they like well, I'm gonna quit after this pack. Man, you've been saying that for 13 years. Just man. let them do it. Well, there's nothing to live for. I, <laughs> I don't smoke shame anybody. You know, I just don't do it myself. Uh, I mean, I smoke weed for sure. Uh, and some of it looks like cigarettes because the packaging is getting crazy yeah. now. For real, like someone's like, "Oh, can I get a square?" I'm like, "No, this is this is a, this is this is a funny square, fam." I call it. Fun- <laughs> I call it funny, funny like an old person. Yeah. <laughs> is that a funny cigarette? Funny cig. <laughs> Give me a light and a funny cigarette. <laughs> I I love that your eyes lit up around the packaging of weed. I I love the weed technology where it's at now. I I, I really do. Like, I I like the edibles. The edibles are amazing. I had a fruit by the foot that was so fucking crazy. Yeah, it was so... I got too high just because of how delicious it was. And I'm like, you got to eat the whole foot, my guy. Wow. And then I couldn't sit down the whole plane ride. I was was tripping my, my ass up. Those, yeah, I've had the. I usually will do one of those. I try. I call it um, uh, Molly in a pinch. Like if you can't get your hand, <laughs> yeah. if you can't get your hand on Molly, just take a really powerful edible and an Adderall, and it's the same thing. Oh. It really is. <laughs> it's the same thing without the come down. Um, it's amazing. And you're right, yo. I, I tried to take it. I tried to take an Adderall when I was high because uh, I was on a flight. I was like, I'm gonna get some work done. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I had decided to get some work done after I was already high as fuck. No. So I was like, take some Adderall. You'll be you'll be good. No. And you'll, you'll be focused. And what it ended up making me do is focus on how high I was. <laughs> and I was like, yo, you are so high right now. And that's all I did the whole flight. It was four it. hours of just yeah. standing there. Not even standing on a plane. And there was, I had a seat. There, I was just standing. It was so dumb. Adderall is, you guys... Adderall is the same molecule as meth, but yes, meth has exactly. one extra methyl group. Yeah, one extra thing is like a big thing. Because yeah. it, it, it makes it more lipid soluble, so it crosses the blood-brain barrier easily. But you being stoned and then taking Adderall is like you basically being meth whilst being on meth while you were you're stoned. And, I don't know. and it yeah, sounds first amazing. First of all, meth no. is so dope. Here's no, what you uh, need to do. <laughs> I've never done meth. I, I, I don't. It's not a black drug. Uh, it's, it's just not. I don't know any black meth heads. Um, maybe I don't know enough black people, but I don't know enough. I don't, yeah, we, we didn't have that. We need better representation yes, around well, the meth Where's the representation in the meth head community? community? Huh? Where are my Jamal's? <laughs> if you want, I, I, here's, here's a little bit of advice. If you want a fun weekend, okay? <laughs> oh, here we go. Hook up with a guy on Friday. 
steal some Adderall from his medicine cabinet, mm -hmm. um, and then on a Saturday, take it, and then watch a YouTube video that says, I am the mother of James Woods' secret children, and now you have a mystery to solve. Oh! You know? Um, what? So, James Woods has a secret family? Uh, according to this YouTube video I watched <laughs> while I was on Adderall while I was avoiding doing work. Because um, you take an Adderall to do work, mm -hmm. and then it you, it helps you focus on one thing that is not the work. Exactly. Um, and I have, I have organized my iTunes library so many times. Yeah. Um, in you, a way. You can't, you can't, like, venture off and do other no. things once you take it, because then you'll just focus on those other things. Exactly. You got to go right to... That's why, I, man, I, I remember I took it one time to do some work, and I ended up just uh, uh, masturbating for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was just really focused. And that's the, that's the Lee part of that Molly yeah. like, thing. It's the weed yes. and that part. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're sort of like happy and horny, and yeah. that's what we all want. That's what Molly and is. It is Oh, you're right. Oh, she, are, are we figuring out the world right now? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I've what? taken Adderall on a Tuesday for, for writing night. Yeah, yeah. And it fucked me. It did not help. Because I think instead help. what I did was I just arranged the dolls that I have in my office. <laughs> you have a lot of dolls. I thought you were doing magic. I thought you were... <laughs> I literally thought it was doing witchcraft at one point. I, I was like, yo, doll. who in the office is that doll? You know? <laughs> no, I'm playing. The real peek behind the curtain. Me. What kind of dolls are these, Bowen? They're little Cupid dolls. I, I have this obsession with Cupid dolls, and I wanted to get one tattooed here. Oh, that's I funny. wanted to get a Cupid doll tattoo here, but then I put this out on Insta stories. I was like, I'm thinking about getting this tattoo. What do you guys think? And people... My inbox flooded with people saying, in hanky code days, if you had a Cupid doll on your hanky or anywhere on your body, it meant that you were into underage. Oh. What? And Why so did now, we need a code for that? I know. Who is that for? What? Who is that funny Yo, for? What? <laughs> Who is that funny, funny for? <laughs> At what club are you going to where you're like, you know who I am? Like, <laughs> what? That's so nasty. So now I but now I gotta get rid of these dolls. It seems yeah. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or you pick up a few more interests. Um, oh my god. No. They let some kid in the under in the bar last night do the strip contest and we were so uncomfortable. Yeah. I would punch they that like, child. They were like, you yeah. he's not he's under 21, so you can't tip him in shots. And we we're like, then I don't want him in here at all. I what is this? Why is it should be illegal? This is resurgence in young people shit. <laughs> That's not how you say that, but I, I, yeah, I, you sounded older than when you said "funny cigarette." Yeah, <laughs> what's, what, what's the deal with all these young people being young? <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking like my uncle right now, bro. Not, not the smoker. No, no, no. I have a like lot. I have a huge family, over 500 uh, family members. I only know about 200 of them, but like only 200. What? Yeah, we're from, we're from the South, Mississippi. So you know, you know the story. Uh, uh, boats, you know, slavery, shit like that. I hadn't heard that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just one of those families. We just have a huge family, so I have a lot of uncles. Who, how did you? How do you know that it's five hundred though? Um, it's just uh, Facebook, really. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only. I'm the only one in my family who's ever uh, done this. Like, who's ever been on TV? Who's ever done movies and shit? Oh, so, so then they come, they out, of the come out of the woodwork. Yeah. But they, no, but the story is, it's just like uh, they. We're, we're we're very family oriented, so like uh, I, I always knew we were big. Like we had a huge family, then, but all the last names and like all the neighborhoods we take up just in, this, in in like Mississippi alone is crazy. I'm like, oh yeah. So she's like, yeah, it might be 500 of us at least. I'm like, at least. 
That's too many. Some of these niggas don't count, dog. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them hit me up like, "Hey, cuz," like, "Nah." <laughs> 500's a good number to pluck. I mean, if I'm talking, I'm saying this is like your aunt's smart to pull, like, pull out 500 as a number. Not saying that she's making this up, but it's like, yeah, 500's like a solid, believable number yeah, for everybody. If I research it, I'm an insane person. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. 500, we'll see. You know, <laughs> I don't have the time. I mean, that. that's your pilot, babe. Write the script. No, uh, 500. Going out to look for all of your... You remember when Facebook first came out and you would just search your last name and friend all the people who had your last name? I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do. I Is couldn't that use not Facebook. relatable? Why? I couldn't use Facebook when I first... Because I, I didn't finish college. Oh, and when, and when Facebook colleges. first came out, it was like only college kids. Simpler times. Yeah. Um, better times. Times, one might say. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> All I was doing Only was... Only people who went in $100,000 in, $100, in loan debt should be able to use <laughs> Facebook. Social media. Um, it, was, it was cleaner. It was easier. You know? I, snuck, I snuck in. I had my ways. I still went to college. I just didn't finish. I was like... I was taking like two classes and selling weed to make my money back. I, I think about this. I, this is such a dumb stupid patrician thing to say, but I think about this all the time. I should have just dropped out. I, I did not use, like, my degree at all. I mean, you just explained how Adderall is meth, and I feel yeah, like yeah. that. Sure. Yeah, you're already a scientist. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Honestly, bro, you, a little bit, you, you already got that. it figured it out. I mean, I, I, I... Where did you go, and what were you studying that you dropped out? I went to uh, College of DuPage. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I love psychology, so I wanted to major in psychology and minor in... Um, in English, because I, I was like writing, I creative writing classes. Uh, but then I, I was rapping at the time, and I just liked to, the hustle more than I liked sitting in a classroom, and I wasn't using it in the so way that, like... Can you give us a little friend, snippet of what you would have been like as a therapist? Oh, as a therapist? Yeah, therapist, I'm, I'm yeah. okay. Okay. I think, since people, I think people thought you were going to do rap or... No. <laughs> I don't so give like a that. shit about that. You can yeah, find it on YouTube. Go on SoundCloud if you want that shit. SNL. You came here for true inside once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, okay? Hey, okay. And this hey, is hey. watching this me <laughs> do improv with Chris. Okay. Okay. Uh, come on in. Doors open. Yeah, this is Doctor Rad. I'm I'm gonna be the intake person over here. Over <laughs> here. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, he sorry. is so late. He is I'm so, so late. Sorry. I'm, so sorry. I'm new. I'm excited. And this is uh, sliding scale, right? This is yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, we're doing sliding scale now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Um. And so here's all my income. Great. How much do I have to pay? Um. Because it's very expensive. I'm gonna go to the back. I'm gonna crunch the numbers. You and Doctor Red talk. Okay. But but what if you come back and it's more than I can pay? Well, I, I wish I, I had more walls in this office. <laughs> I'm gonna listen and then I'm gonna evaluate and assign a quantitative money value to how much this should cost mm-hmm. based on what your problems are. Yeah, and how much nice. Dr. Red can help you. I like that. So you're going to listen in on my session? Yes, yes. But it's, I mean, it's full patient confidentiality. I don't, I don't We don't tell it. nobody outside of our group chat. There you go. Okay. Okay, I'll be over there. Bye. <laughs> hey, so what brings you in besides problems? Just the problems. Was I supposed right. to have something? I didn't know I was supposed to come. I thought I was just going to come and sort of talk like about my... how I can't do my dishes and okay. you were going to help Tell me that. more about that. Well, I just feel like the world is about to end, so what's the point? Yeah, I think you got it all figured out. But... <laughs> and scene, run right across scene. the stage. Sweet badass. And you see, this is why <laughs> we should only do one thing. Uh, yeah. um, I thought y'all were great. <laughs> 
hosting. There's podcast. nothing worse than giving than giving improv notes Ugh. because it's like I've I've only had to like coach people a few times, a handful of times, but every time I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, you you made that up on the spot, and like it can only be so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We're, it's, it's that, and also it's just repetition, like doing it more. Some sometimes people make a decision just because they're new, and new people make that decision. And sometimes I want to just give notes, like, "Hey, man, like, what do you think of that decision? Like, I think you should just do it until you stop being dumb on stage, you know? <laughs> and, and being dumb wrong, being dumb on stage is super fun. It's great, but like sometimes it's just like you're gonna make these these broad decisions and these weird decisions because all new people do the same shit. Right. Until you find yourself. So just keep keep fucking doing it. You just need to fail enough times to know that. Yeah. Well, I, I failed my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear more about that. And I want to hear more about how you went from uh, rapping to SNL. But I think, should we ask the question? This is the question. Oh, shit. We, we're we're going to go way back. We're going to go way before College of DuPage. Way. Right. Well, okay. maybe maybe not way before. I don't actually know how old you are. So... Um, <laughs> We can't 75. Play 75. <laughs> Hand me a funny cigarette. I'll tell you all about it. Back in the time of funny cigarettes, Chris, we ask all of our guests, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? Did not go over this with you before the show, and I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, this is like a piece of pop culture, basically, that like formed you maybe as a kid growing up or even later on, like Ooh. told you about something else that you could explore. A uh, touchstone. Something touchstone. that something that formed me. Yeah, something that like you look at your creative output now or yeah. your personality or your life and you sort of go back and say, oh, right, Baywatch Nights is where it all began, yeah. you know? Oh, man, I, I would think, uh, I mean, hip-hop was, hip-hop is like a, a part of me. And, yeah. And, uh, and I, was, I mean, Rakim, the 18th letter, he, he, uh, is the first real album, first explicit album I bought. Uh, and I don't know if it, 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 enough people know who Rock Kim is. <laughs> uh, but, but look him up. He's one of the best of, of uh, all time. And, and uh, he had this group with Eric B. But um, he really praised writing and studying a lot. And I loved to read and like st- and, and like study culture and figure out how to like have it. And I love to just write lyrics all the time. That's just kind of like what I did growing up when I wasn't running the streets trying to be down. I was like reading books and like just trying to write rhymes and just write the most clever shit. And I think that that's what really like affected me the most. Doesn't gravity suck? The fuck I like hate that? it when it just shows up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, that that's incredible. So, do you? How old were you when you got that album? Um, man, I was ten years. I was eleven years old when I got when I got uh, Rock Him. Uh, and I was already, I was already like starting to try to write raps, and they were really, you know, they were kid like I was writing about Barney and shit. I hated Barney. <laughs> I hated 11? Barney growing up. Like I watched it, but I hate watched it. That was like the first thing I hated. Yeah, watched. I, get, I get it. Because he told it. me to clean up. I'm like, hey, my nigga, you don't live with me, you know. <laughs> so I used to write battle raps <laughs> to Barney, bro. <laughs> Uh, Wait, are you being serious? I'm being Barney dead would... serious. Like, I used to just write these these raps, like, about, like, different cartoons and, like, characters I didn't like. And, and they would rap back at you? You would no. write their raps back? Uh, no, no. This is all in my... I was in my room. Got no it. one was rapping back. No, I mean, but were you writing from their perspective oh, afterwards? no, no. I didn't give them no God. time. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think in my mind, I was like, I'm going to write these raps. And when I see Barney on these streets, I don't know what street. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hear my bars be like, I got bars for that ass and he going to hear them. You know? <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, but like I think my first actual album was uh, Will Smith. Uh, it was yeah, because it was the only album I could buy. At the, I could get at the time because my parents were really religious and and they, they didn't they didn't like the rap shit at all. And uh, but Will Smith, they love Will Smith. So like, oh, you can get with Will Smith. Get, get jiggy with it. That was like the first rap song I like learned. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I, I'm not proud of that, but. Uh, I it's love Will a, Smith, though. Will Smith is great. It's a decent rap song. It's is not... It? I mean, if you're putting it up against stuff... No, mm. but, like, divorced from context, it's a good rap song. Yeah, yeah a lot of things are good divorced from, from context, <laughs> Bowen. Um, I think Will Smith is sort of another example of you should only do one thing. You know? Uh, um, I don't know, man. I, parents just don't understand, bro. <laughs> he has some good ones, man. Did yes. they listen? Did your parents listen to everything, or did they re- Were they like kind of keeping an eye on stuff you were consuming, like on the TV, movies, and stuff like that? Were nah, they- me and my parents didn't see eye to eye all growing up. Like we got tight when I got older. You know? No, I mean, did they like? Did they, were they like making? Sh- were they? Did they have like strict control over everything you consume? Oh, um, the media? like no, they 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 were like very like this is what it is. Like, but. No, they didn't follow up because I snuck a bunch of shit in the house all the time, and I was listening. I was finding my way to listen to shit, but uh, they—if they had found it, they would throw it away. But they're not like checking my bag for shit. Like it's they ain't had the time. They both work, so they're, they're not. They weren't like doing any of that shit. All of that. But you, but Joel also had very religious parents. Yeah, my parents found did. time. They both worked. They found they time. Found time. <laughs> um, they they would read every book, every comic book. They would they had every really? channel locked on the television, and they would have to manually unlock it for us because mostly because I would like they locked. It started because they locked like MTV obviously and stuff like that. But then they, my dad was really mad because they had to lock TNT because I was watching Charmed uh, in the <gasps> afternoon, um, and so they were really pissed off about that. Um, I remember I used to there was an era when Anaconda was being advertised in comic books, I was so mad because my dad would rip out the the Anaconda advertisements out of the comic book because J-Lo was exposing too much skin. Um, And so I had like, I was always, uh, there's like a million comic books I'm just missing one page from because because of J-Lo's tit. And um, that's upsetting. They wouldn't let me get the Backstreet Boys CD because they sat me down. I was nine years old and they were like, "Um, that song, no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, as long as you love me, they're like, Joel, it does matter what a woman has done. <laughs> and they didn't like they didn't like the Backstreet Boys philosophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Okay. And I was like, I'm nine, you know. Um, <laughs> they're covering too much ground. This they were very, yeah. I was very lucky to have parents that didn't know how to work um, TV, the, the TV as well as I did, uh, or the computer, so they could they wouldn't even know how to search. It, I could hide it from them. Easy. Also, I was really into that, like figuring out every, everything. Out Did you also think you shit. were the first kid to learn how to hide your search engine history and stuff oh, like that? Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, I was yeah. definitely, I mean, but they, but my dad hyped me up all the time. Like, I would like unplug the computer and plug it back in. He's like, oh shit, you should be an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Marker, come in here. Do it again. <laughs> I'm like, all right, pops. 
my dad was a real Luddite too, but my mom was like, she was so fucking smart on all that shit. Like she took back, she she got rid of all the remotes in our house because we were, my, I learned to do the last channel thing. Like you hear your yeah. friends coming and you press last. <laughs> every fucking second. Yeah, you hit last yeah. and then it goes back to the re- like the clean channel. Oh, I did that watching. so much. So they took all the remotes and then they actually at one point made me sit far enough away from the TV because I used to keep one toe on the channel up or down. And so I would do the same thing and then they caught wise to that. And so I had to like, literally they had a little piece of tape on the floor and I had to sit behind it. Um, oh my God. And then my mom started noticing she she would start, I started having to like do dummy, like covering my tracks online because I would erase the Internet Explorer history. And then my mom would be like, where did the history go, Joel? Um, and she would know repopulate the like it. So manually. I would have to sit there. And then she got to the point where she was like, how did you visit all these websites in only 10 minutes? And I was like, are you monk? Like, what is going on? <laughs> that is crazy. It, it was nuts. At one point, they took away my door. When This was when I was like 15, 16. They took away my door to my bedroom. Ooh, and to then my, my I moved friends. into my closet. And then they took the closet doors. And then I propped my bed up so high and put sheets in front of it. And then they gave it all back because they're like, this is ridiculous. Um, wow. This has escalated so far. I got a question. Where do they keep the doors? <laughs> in our basement. Oh, Just okay. in our basement. My dad would walk it down to the basement. And That's then- Freaky Friday plot and Harry Potter. <laughs> I had only seen that happen with my friend, my one of my best friends. Uh, his name is Chris too. So we call him Tut. But like I was there when because I was kicked out the house at the time and I was living with him and 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 his and his family. And I remember the night we came in too late. She, his mom was mad strict and she was like, "Just for that, you don't get no damn door." And she and she took it off. But then like she didn't really know how to take. The door off all the way. So I had to Google how to take a door off. And I'm like instructing her while apologizing to my friend at the same time. I'm sorry, dog. Turn to the right, Mrs. Tut. I'm so sorry, my nigga. That's great. It was the it was the wildest shit. I haven't thought about that in a long time. When did you when did you move out? Uh I got I got uh kicked out a bunch okay. for just like uh just all throughout, all throughout high school. But I moved. Out. I, I was like gone, gone, like eight, 17. Then I came back again at like twenty one because I was like, oh, I'll try to rekindle some shit with my folks. Also, I was broke. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it's was, weird but, how those always sort of yeah, coincide. I mean, it was just timing. Just I, yeah. No. Uh, then I left again, and then um, I, I, the longest I, I, I lived with them outside of being like a kid, kid uh, was when I was coming back to actually when I started Second City. I was like, well, can can I stay here and just take? I'll take classes and I'll just stay here. And, and we really did. My mom had lost a job. Uh, and on some bogus, on some bogus shit. So she was going through some things, and we and we found a great relationship there. Then it was like 22, uh, 23 when that happened, and so between like twenty three and twenty six, like we got really tight, me and my my family. So yeah, that's good. That's good. And they are they still religious? Is that still? Something? Yeah, but they look they a little looser with it now. <laughs> like like my dad was an usher of a church when I was growing up. You know, I don't know if you know what the ushers are, but they they're, they're basically a, a, a R and B group that doesn't sing, <laughs> <laughs> and they just greet you at the hey. <laughs> and then they they're the ones who pass the collection. they have the yeah, flyers yeah, yeah. yeah they pass the collection play like oh I got it oh I yeah, yeah, play. yeah collection yeah. play yeah but now they're just like yo know, so like they, they they still go to church and and all that but just not as they loosely go they don't go every week 
What do you think changed for you when, like, what do you think was able to, like, rekindle that? Like, what, what? Well, I think my mom's had just had more patience and, 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 see, because my parents came from the South and they, they only know how to get, they only know how to get out of that situation by going through school and, and taking these certain steps. So that's all they saw. So growing up, like, it was hard to tell them. And I'm sure y'all know that too. But that's like, it's, it's hard to tell them or have them see ch- what chasing a dream is. And that's all I've done is like, want to be a rapper, want to be a comedian. I remember when I first wanted to like do comedy, I was like, I'm going to do comedy. Like, my mom was like, God damn it, another fucking dream? Jesus Christ. How much do you sleep? You know what I mean? And, and, uh, but then like she saw comedy working and it also didn't have me in the streets anymore. Because when I was rapping, I wanted to like build my, my rap stories. I'd be out in those streets all the time getting into all type of shit that they also didn't agree with, you know? But with comedy, it was like, oh, you were around a bunch of nerds all day. That's dope. <laughs> and then they, but then they really saw, like, like it working in, in, a, in a way. I started making money. Then they were like, oh, fuck. You can, oh, this is a thing. Dope. And then now they're, like, huge fans. If I, if, when she hears it, she's like, why you got to keep telling people I was like that? I'm different now. <laughs> but uh, it, no, they, they, we, we just grew together. And I got, I got more in control of my anger issues too so that helped me have patience so we both like, I can't your mom's gonna listen to this uh probably so she's gonna hear me say the phrase Josh Brolin's taint yeah um, yeah man she's heard, she's heard me say a lot of shit bro <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll be alright she'll be like oh lord <laughs> wow <laughs> Nah, she would love this conversation. But it's so cool that you're. It's so cool that you're doing both, basically, and the, and that your big movie break, at least in pop star, was that you were this rapper and that you were. Man, that was like that. It was. Uh, that was like a. I almost cried that day because we did real like concert scenes. We had like yeah. thousands of people in these in these arenas, and we were doing these concerts. And they, you know, of course they were scripted, but it was still like you had people going crazy. And at one moment. Uh, we had filmed uh, me and Andy performing, and then people were going nuts. And then we they said, cut. And I was like, I know this is fake, but it feels amazing. And they were like, ah! Um, Yo, it just felt so good, though. Was it, that your first, like, movie, first yeah, everything? Yeah, that was my first major movie role um, ever. And I thought it was going to be, like, Lil Rel's Get Out moment. Like, I was like, oh, shit. I'm about to what? I remember when they called me. This is how much I didn't know about the industry. They called me that Saturday, with the weekend it came out. They were like, "Yo, it only made a, uh, it made a one million dollars." I was like, "Holy shit, for real?" Because I've never made one million of anything, <laughs> yeah. ever. So I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Nah, Chris, that is not good." And I, <laughs> and I was like, "I did." <laughs> and then we just saw the slow rollout, and uh, I was just, it was like, "All right, well, I guess I just keep hustling," you know. And so that resurgence that you had mentioned was. Right. Like crazy, crazy. Because I, I, I just woke up and I saw a pop star train. I'm like, this can't, nah. And then, not my pop star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I saw like, oh shit, okay, that's that's what's up. That's what a cult, cult classic means. It means like that over time. That shit takes a long right. time. Right, that was like five years ago, I think. What? But what was it? I still don't get to. I, did anyone get to the bottom of why it was trending that yeah. day? Was it an anniversary thing? It was a uh, no. It was like this. What the, the anniversary was like. Three weeks prior, but there was this one, this dude who just released a video. I think it was like part of the DVD package, but it was like a, 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 a like it, it, it's a song that got cut from the uh, from the movie, and it's a full performance, full like, and the song was like, uh, "Tell your parents fuck off," and it's so funny, it's so brilliant, brilliantly written, like every song on that fucking um, soundtrack is. But it was such a funny, such a funny show. Uh, Thing. I, 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 I didn't know why that 
like particular Dang. performance got cut because it was it was it was crazy to me because it was so it was so funny. So yeah. to do just post this random guy Josh Morgan, I think because I, I saw his name a thousand times. But uh, this, this dude Josh posted like, "Yo, I'll never understand why this movie didn't do as 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 well as it should have in X, Y, and Z." And and the, and the and the lonely and the Lonely Island is have been like busy this year and last year, was like putting out different work. So I guess between just Long Island being more present and that thing just being funny as hell, it, got, it started getting shared. Yeah, and then by noon that day, it was like it was like trending. But then there was this collective thing of like, oh yeah, like we saw that because I literally went with fucking Sudi. Yeah, Sudi, me, and Matt Rogers smoked a You've bowl. You've heard of him, right? You've heard yeah. of him. Yeah. Okay, smoked a bowl and went to go see Pop Star, and it was so goddamn funny. You were so funny in it. Oh, thank you. Chris man. was that, so funny was, in it. That was such a fun show. So it was such a fun movie guy. to do. You know what I think? Part of it is though, is I think that um, I think it's two things. I think a like people are like are smarter about comedy. Like yeah. it's caught like people's sort of consciousness of what comedy can be and is and what can what they consider good is caught up yeah. with the movie. And I also think like there's this thing like your gen our generation of people who were in college when it came out or yeah. younger when it came out. I think like for a while, I think we've just aged into people taking our taste seriously. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think, like, people are like, oh, that's a, a movie for college kids or a movie for high schoolers or whatever. And then they those people become adults. And sometimes those movies hold up for them. And I will also say— like, Now you're the tastemaker. This is a huge part of it, of why it didn't do well and the, the, in, the, uh, in, in the theaters. was because when that movie drops— People viscerally hated Justin Bieber so fucking much. Oh, and yeah. they thought it was a thing about Justin Bieber. And wow. he had just dropped like three fucking uh, uh, biographies. Like, how many, right, how many right, times can you tell yeah. us about you? Uh, <laughs> but, but like, and I don't even I have no feeling towards just, Justin at all, but it did have a lot to do with it because everybody thought it was like that. And they're like, fuck that Justin Bieber movie. Like, it's not, not even about that. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, and now we're so removed from it. No one even like compares the right, shit. Right, right. And you they're know, like, oh, yeah, oh, it was just a funny movie. We talked about that in the other two room, I think, because yeah. I think that was the worry for the other two as well was that people were going to think it was just going to be a show about, about Justin Bieber. And we were, and we talked a little bit about like, how that happened to Popstar, too. Yeah. And I think, like, that is exactly correct. Because this yeah. is, like, pre-Christianity Justin Bieber, too. Yeah, so, like, right. height. Yeah. Height of of everyone hating and, and that's crazy how successful Justin Bieber is and should be, but how he can ruin projects around him. Insane. <laughs> that have that nothing just... to do with him at all. <laughs> the only, the only like, thing you could connect to Justin Bieber was, like, pop star colon never stop stopping. And yeah. people were like, oh, that's a Never Say Never reference. And mm-hmm. they just freaked out. I, I do think Joel is probably onto something, though, with, like, people aging up. And it's like that thing yeah. where fashion trends cycle every 30 years mm-hmm. when kids like in high school start to like wear the things that they wore in high school when they grow up because now they have enough money to be in like the creative class. Something like that. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Um, um, less cogent than your meth is Adderall. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, 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 man. Can't make everything edutainment. I still, um, I still think you a scientist though. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Okay, I think it's time Oh my god, I feel like we so have honey? so much more to talk we about. We have so much more to talk about. about. We're gonna do with Smite Don't Think So Honeys with Chris. Okay. Um, oh yeah, okay. 
I'm ready for this. There we go. So uh, I don't think Sony's our segment. Uh, we would take one minute to rant on something in pop culture that's getting our growth, or it can just be anything that's going on in our lives. Um, tomorrow night at Palm Door on 6th at 8 p.m., we're doing a 40 comedian, I don't think so, honey. Local comedians, Houston comedians, oh, 40 Straight people. Woo! So we hope to see you there. Thank you so much for coming. Are we supposed to be looking at No, no. We'll no, time you. I, we'll time you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my timer out so Bowen can do it. Okay. Do you need to go first? I have um, two that I could probably do. No, but. yeah, I could, I could go first. You got okay. rant about something from pop culture. Okay. It can yeah. be about anything. You'll It'll see. Really be about it. You'll, okay. you'll, you'll see. You'll see. Uh-huh. I, uh, well, just to give you an example, I have done um, birds that have appeared in Blue Planet 2. Um, yeah. Okay. Ariana Grande. Um, not by choice. I had to do it. Um, yeah. And what are some of the other... Um, cum that's in my asshole. Cum that's in my asshole. <laughs> um, famously not a part of pop culture, but right. a little bit my ass is culture. So, Your ass is culture. Um, that okay. is that. Yeah, so it's just like anything from, think TV, movies, music, dance, something that's more... Can, can it be something that's just like in my everyday life? Yeah. Yeah, yes, it can. Yes, I yes. think they've okay. moved on to that, being that. I mean, if you ask We've me... We've moved on. A couple <laughs> years ago, I don't know how I'd think about it, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but Bowen and I, I will do something. it, and I think you'll, yeah. you'll see sort you'll of what it is. You'll get the job. Um, yeah. Dope. Okay, Bo and Yang, your I don't think so, honey. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Alamo Draft House. Oh! Yeah! Why are you why are you ducking down and rushing across the fucking theater? You're only calling attention to yourself. I would not have noticed you had you just walked like a normal fucking person with an aligned spine, motherfucker. And the queso is actually better in Austin than it is in Brooklyn, and that's a flaw in the franchising. <laughs> Make it like Cheesecake Factory. Make it the same everywhere across the fucking world. I do love your pre-show, pre-trailer content. That's fun. That's great. Um, and if you if you if anyone works at Alamo, I, I really love Alamo Draft House. Um, but the, the, the little, the, the, the service motif of scurrying across the fucking theater, you're only drawing more attention to yourself. Like I said, Alamo Draft House, just Tending. chill out. Just make it chill, okay? Because right now I'm, I'm walking in and about, I'm about to see Avengers and you're making the whole experience even more jittery for me. And I don't like that. I don't think so many Alamo Draft House. And that's one minute. Okay. Give it up for wow. Brian. Thank you. I, I do have fun. to say, the one thing about Alamo's menu is I ordered a salad along with a lot of other shit, so please don't. Uh, but, like, uh, it is a not a good food to eat during a movie no. with no table, really, in front of you. And then I started eating it right as they were like, don't make any noise. And I was like, it's a salad. It's a <laughs> like, salad. It was crazy. But also, I think... You it, need to look at a salad when you're eating it, and you can't just, like... You do. It's... It's, I had like leaves all over me. A salad at Alamo Draft House, though. This is a rule of culture. Rule of culture number 95. Thank you. A salad at Alamo Draft House is a diner lobster. It is just <laughs> something yeah. you're not meant to order. Yeah, if you go yeah, into no, a draft fair. house, you, you, you've agreed walking through the door of no vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's... I'm gonna... Bowen had the best order, I think. I had a very stoner order. Yeah. Go. Bowen got a giant milkshake, queso, <laughs> and a pizza. <laughs> Damn, man. And I was so... I was like... I watched you order all that and I was like, 
Bowen is going to fart so much. Yeah. Not once. During Endgame. And not a peep. Not, not a peep, peep not a out two. of your butthole. I was, was going to ask you, when, when you, when you shit, did, did you lift up? Because you know, that, that feels like up. a lot of ammunition. Actually, haven't shot yet since. I don't think I don't you know. will. When, I know. <laughs> I don't think you will ever again after that meal. It's gonna um, just be a big bezoar that's gonna come out yeah. of my asshole later. Okay, this is Joel Kim Boosters. I don't think so, honey. I think do we have we have something? Wait, um, yeah. I'm okay. A little nervous about this one, but okay. We'll see. Uh, this is Joel Kim Boosters. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The comedy on Game of Thrones, okay? <laughs> Listen, Game of Thrones, you need to understand what we come to your show for, and that is dragons named Drogon, not comedy beats featuring breast milk, okay? <laughs> like, I don't need it. I do not understand why a character needs to button a scene by saying, I guess I will have that drink, like it's an episode of Seinfeld, oh. you know? No, worse yet, it's not even that good. It's like fucking... Frasier, which actually is a very good show. I take that back as well. <laughs> it is like seconds. Big Bang Theory. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's Chuck Lorre. I love him as well. But this is the thing. Uh, they've gotten so brazen in these later seasons with these comedy beats. They're sneaking them in, and I get it. People are like, but we need levity. We need levity. Bitch, you got four episodes left to wrap seconds. this shit up. I do not have the time to watch a comedy beat. Okay? I want to see battles. I want to see people dying. I want to see tearful goodbyes. Five I want to see incest, honey. Okay? Okay, <laughs> give it to me. I don't think so, honey. Comedy on Game of Thrones. And that's one minute, Joel Kim Booster. That's how you I felt so about... You are so right. Yes. You were so right. So right. That's how I felt about Avengers, too. In this, I, I was like... Chris Hemsworth is given a primarily comedic role in this movie, and it is tough. It's um, tough. Not, not everyone is and, Robert Downey Jr. Not everyone not, can deliver a punchline. Yeah, I, the thing Downey is, is, is like about shame. halfway through the movie, I was like, maybe Chris Hemsworth is a comedian. Um, no. And then about two-thirds of the way through, I was like, he's not a comedian. <laughs> uh, it, mileage may vary. It really does. Yeah. Sort of like, you're like, I've had enough. You can't um, do everything. You can't do sketch, improv, stand-up, and Marvel. Uh, yeah, um, if you are that guy. Yeah. You don't get to look like that and do all the things. Right. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Donald Glover is the exception, and he's sort of in Spider-Man, but that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. All right. Um, Chris. Okay. This is Chris Red's I Don't Think So, Honey. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. What is the deal with all these fucking walking commercials outside in Austin, Texas? <laughs> these people who are just like spam walking up to you. I don't like being walked up to and saying to, do do, do do, do do, do do, do do. Do you have time for the environment? Do you have time for classes, sir? You are off note. Your voice sucks. What? Focus up. <laughs> I, my head hurts, nigga. Stop talking to me. I'm just trying to walk with my friends. Also, what is the deal with this Confederacy argument on Twitter? Why are people acting like they can't read history books? Uh. 30 it's, seconds. It, I know. That's a little dark. I should have started with that first and then went to the guys <laughs> over there. What's the deal with me wanting to talk about really important things only so much time? That's what I usually do at parties so I can plan my exit. I, I, <laughs> as soon as I walk in, I'm like, I'm going to get to that nacho dip. Now, I'm out this bitch. You know what I'm saying? And what's the deal with motherfuckers talking so close in the morning? You know, I hate when people are talking to me on an airplane. They're like, yo, what you here for? Nigga, flight. That's what we're all here for. Five seconds. It's an A to B. It's a transaction, sir. Why are you asking me dumbass questions? It's 730. I'm super and I can't sit down. And that's one minute! He's super Red. high and you can't a sit legendary down. three <laughs> yes. topic, I don't think so. I think we've only, Luke did two. I think he was the first to do two. Luke two. Yes. Yeah. Luke did two. two. Fit in three. Well, I had to because that Full Confederacy thoughts, thing too. wasn't. I, I didn't have enough time to give y'all enough context 
Well, it might have been four. First, it was people. The com- walking commercials. They're very annoying out there. Do you y'all know what I'm talking about? I haven't run into one yet. They're in these, these green or orange shirts, and they walk up to you like you have. Hey, one guy was like, "Hey, you know my friend Dan?" I'm like, "No, nigga." And then he's like, "He's right here on this clipboard." I'm like, ah. "What the fuck kind of hook is that? Who does that That's work on?" Such a gross. It's I really so wanted weird. us all to gaslight Chris and be like, "No, what are you talking about, Chris? <laughs> That's not a thing that happens in this city." Oh, um, then I would walk us all outside like a like a uh, like a science project where you where you have the fun teachers like, "Come on outside, y'all." <laughs> <laughs> and we would all circle around this person. I haven't seen these people. I feel like you guys are all gaslighting me into thinking that they exist. <laughs> um, no, we did. We did that. We did talking about this the Confederacy argument yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because Trump would just dug into the the Charlottesville stuff. Yeah, he um, just kind of re- and then people were just. I was. I went on a wormhole today, so that was my fault. And there you go. And, oh, and then close talker. So it was three, but it was a beautiful. Graceful three points. Yeah, it really was. Like they were, they were all full thoughts. Full uh, thoughts. One more time for Chris. Right, I have everybody. a lot of complaints, y'all. Wow. Um, Chris, man, thanks so much for joining man, this us. Was so much fun. Um, I mean, I you'll see him every so week much. on SNL. Three more shows, y'all, this season. Dude. And um, thank you so much for coming to our show, our recording. Please come yeah. tomorrow night at eight PM at Palm Door on Six. Thank you, and give it up one more time for Joel Kim Booster, my Joel guest Kim Booster. Give it up for Bo and Yang, oh my y'all. God. Stop, stop, stop. Good night. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.